is Princess Mononoke the Dark Horse version of Studio Ghibli movies, or is it an environmental disaster? Let's talk about that on this episode of the Gaming and Chill podcast. This episode of the Gaming and Chill podcast is brought to you by Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is an online game retailer. Each week, they have brand new bundles that last for only a limited amount of time. And with Humble Bundle Monthly, for a flat fee each month, you gain access to over $100 worth of games for only $13. A game I received was Soul Calibur 6, which normally retails at nearly $60, and I got it and several other highly rated games for the low price of $13. If you love games as much as I do, do yourself a favor and get Humble Bundle Monthly using the link down in the description or by using the link on our website. Not only will you be getting amazing games for yourself, you'll also be able to support the podcast. Back to the show. Princess Mononoke is a very iconic environmental film. And what I mean by that is when you think movies about environmentalism, You think of, like, Princess Mononoke, maybe Pocahontas. Princess Mononoke and Pocahontas actually have a lot in common. In that, Cameron's avatar is actually just a copy of them. Princess Mononoke is, in my opinion, the dark horse version of a Studio Ghibli movie. And by that, I mean it's actually a lot more violent than any of the previous works. Yes, in previous works, you might have seen things explode, and the implication is maybe there was somebody in that plane that was shot down in Porco Rosso, or they talked about death. No, this one is a lot more brutal, but not brutal in a dark and scary sort of way, just in a, oh, was not expecting that, from a uh, Studio Ghibli movie. So, it really is an environmental film, and that has to be explained before explaining any sort of plot detail. Basically, humans are ruining the environment. They're tearing down forests. They're burning down uh, hills and mountains. They're destroying nature, which is causing an upset with the animals. The animals are divided into kingdoms. You know, you've got wolves and boars and monkeys, and those are the main three. And it's interesting because the beginning starts off with a boar god, a kami, basically. Uh, I think that's a better way of putting it. Like, boar god is very different than a boar kami. Because later on, there is actually a spirit that could wipe out all humans. So, boar Kami. It's a great king boar, basically. There is a king boar, a queen uh, wolf, and a, a smattering of monkeys. So, in the beginning, the king boar's running wild, being consumed by this plague, basically. And 
one character gets hurt from it and gets cursed. Straight up cursed, yo. He gets a Sasuke Uchiha style curse mark on his arm, which comes into play later. This curse will eventually consume him, so he's sent forth, well, he decides to leave to go find the source of this curse. Because when he does that, he'll no longer be allowed to come back home. He will be banished. Which sucks. But he does it anyway. He leaves to go find the source of the curse and potentially try and remove the curse from himself. And in that, he discovers more people. He discovers a whole tribe of people that have started to strip mine a hill because of iron found in it, where they make guns and, you know, rifles, prototype rifles. And that's what really kicked this all off. They shot the boar god, the boar kami, and it drove it wild. Demons overtook it with anger and hatred and everything like that. This curse mark on the boy's arm Gives him insane strength. He literally shoots a bow and arrow. And it takes off a dude's arms. And you see it. Takes a dude's head off. And you see it. It's the most violent Studio Ghibli movie that has been to date. It's not bad. It wasn't like... It wasn't like bloody mess. But you could tell. You'd seen his arms come straight off. You'd seen his head come off. You knew. There was not an implication of, well, maybe that didn't happen. No, you knew. You knew very specifically. Human Humanity's greed and consumption of nature caused its own curse, which causes their own downfall. If that's not an allegory for climate change, I, I truthfully don't know what to tell you. Yes, climate change is real. It's a thing, and we're doing it to ourselves. In this movie, it's humanity's greed and consumption of resources without ever considering what would happen to nature. In fact, Lady Eboshi, the leader of the town that builds guns, is seen as this great leader. Yes, because partially she is. She's giving jobs to... Lepers who normally don't have jobs. She's taking women out of brothels and out of dangerous situation and giving them jobs. She's employing what would be considered the unemployable. But at the same time, she's also got the goal of killing a god to get rich and destroying another factioning or warring faction. So it's scary in that sense. Humans warring against humans and humans destroying nature. Again, if that isn't an allegory for what's happening in the world today, again, I don't know what to tell you. We might have watched two different movies. This movie was nearly copied by James Cameron. The confl conflict of societies, nature, and humans... They're very different. But in that, there's a character that is human that coincides with nature. She lives with the wolves. It is a beautiful thing. She somewhat knows she's a human, but sides more with the wolves, with all things. And it's 
really interesting because it shows that humanity and nature don't have to be separated, but they are and continuously drive a wedge in between them to each other. It is a terrible thing. This movie shows that, hey, if you don't take care of the environment, if you don't take care of nature, you're upsetting the balance of all things. You're ultimately only cursing yourself. You're stealing from your future to give to yourself, who will end up destroying yourself. Think about it. How often are we just strip mining trees or leveling whole forests? There's an effect there. There is a tangible effect. Not only are we reducing oxygen production and reduction of carbon emissions, but we're also affecting animal life, plant life, the insect world. We're affecting it on ways I don't know that we'll ever truly know. And I think that that's at the heart of this movie. Humankind doesn't know what's happening. They're causing all this damage, but don't realize that it'll eventually come and get them. They're causing animals to run amok with anger and hatred, much akin to a curse. Because these are thinking animals. These are smart animals. These are sentient animals. And they're getting consumed with hatred and anger and ultimately sorrow. Oh, that, that is all the anger is, is sorrow for oneself and one's ideals. It's an interesting movie. I honestly think you should watch it. There's nothing wrong with it. Watch it with an open mind and open heart, and you'll see, like, there's so much there. While not my favorite Studio Ghibli movie, it's definitely The Dark Horse, much akin to Watchmen to Batman. It's more violent, but it carries a bigger political statement. If you don't pick them up, I don't know that we're watching the same movie. I think that these movies are great. Uh, I've said it probably every episode, but each new episode, each new series, movie, gives me a moment to think about it. Gives me a moment to think about what was happening at that time. Can it apply to our current age? And a lot of them, they do. That's what makes them timeless classics and not forgettable. They are timeless. They won't ever stop being interesting. And I think you should give it a watch as well. I've been watching it on HBO, but you can probably buy it or own it somewhere else. If you own the DVDs, you're golden. I personally enjoy it. I think you should watch it as well. And think about it. And let me know down in the comments what you think about the movie. What things did you pick up? What things did you not pick up? What do you like about it? What do you hate about it? Leave that all down in the comments below. Seriously, I love reading the comments. Got people commenting, Hawk in particular, comments all the time. And I love reading each of the new comments. Hawk is one of our faithful listeners that I cannot ever express enough gratitude and thankfulness towards. So thank you everybody who listens. Thank you everybody who comments. And hopefully I'll see your thoughts down below and I'll mention them in the next episode of the Gaming and Chill Podcast. Peace.
Thanks for tuning into the Gaming and Chill Podcast. We hope you liked it. It would be really helpful if, on your given listening platform, you were to leave a comment and give us a rating. For more on the Gaming and Chill Podcast, you can visit our website at www.gamingandchillpodcast.com. And from there, you can read anime and game reviews that are not on this podcast. You can also find links to all of our social media where you can follow us. Thank you again for tuning in, and we hope to hear from you soon. Cheers!